0: Board round, session number eight. The moment you step foot on campus as a medical student, you are gearing up for one of the biggest tests you'll ever have to take, USMLE Step 1 or Comlex Level 1. The medical school headquarters and board vitals are going to help you prepare for your first board exam with questions, pearls of information, and guidance to make sure you have what it takes to score high and match into your specialty of choice. Welcome to Board Rounds, your podcast to help you with your step one or level one prep. We are here every week providing you with valuable information and content and questions and knowledge to help you best prepare for your step one or level one exam. I'm joined by my partner in this process, in this podcast, Board Vitals, this week again with Dr. Andrea Paul, the chief medical officer at Board Vitals. And we're going to dive into some diabetes medications and side effects. Now, one of the things you have to remember with these exams is that you may know the diagnosis, but the question is not going to be that simple. So stand back, be prepared. For so many different levels of questions and knowledge that you have to know. Let's go and jump in and say hello to Andrea. All right, Andrea, we're back with some more board rounds covering cardiac physiology, then genetics, and now we get to do some endocrinology. That sounds like fun to me. Endocrinology is near and dear to my heart. My dad being a, a type 1 diabetic Luckily, it's kind of skipped me, but uh, it's always something on the back of my in the back of my mind. So, what do we have in store today?
1: So, this this sort of is focusing on an aspect of what you'll see on the endocrinology components of the exam, which is the medications used to treat diabetes. So, diabetes drugs. So, things to think about there. Obviously, thinking insulin, sulfonylureas. The, the you know glinides the maglitinides if i if you want to pronounce the whole thing and then the guanides so by bi, uh, guanides and then the glitazones are also called thiazolidinediones <laughs> <laughs> people call them glitazones and so those are the common ones then you have um, other things you want to just keep in mind glp1 analogs are you know a newer one and then some of the other ones like um the sglt2 inhibitors but the big ones they like to test on, according to, you know, our students are those first, you know, the first four, and especially in insulin, kind of knowing the different preparations and, and how long they act. So that will be sort of focus of this session.
0: Yeah, lots of medications for diabetes, which is, makes it extra complicated.
1: Definitely. And they all have their own sort of interesting set of side effects. And uh, mechanisms of action that you'll definitely want to know because um, those are commonly tested. So let's let's
0: talk about that for a second. For a student preparing for step one, and and I think for future reference for the osteopathic students listening, I'll just refer to step one for as level one and step one. So I don't have to mm-hmm. be redundant every time. But for students studying for this this step one, what process should they be going through? As they're studying medications, you mentioned mechanism of action, side effects. What types of information should they know for each medication?
1: You know, I would say first look at the overarching category. So often you don't have to remember every single uh, medication within that you know overarching category. But in some cases, like insulin, It is helpful to know the different preparations because they may ask, you know, about a short acting or a long acting insulin preparation. Uh, But when you're talking about like sulfonylureas, they generally have the same mechanisms and side effects. So you can, you know, kind of combine those together and just remember by the names, generic names, of course, which ones fall within that category. I mean, the same for most of the different categories of diabetic medications, but I would say most often what they're going to be asking about is mechanism or side effect.
0: Okay. So those two biggest things to think about.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, if you, if you have to focus those, those would be the two areas I would focus on. Okay. So I pulled a question here, which is a, you know, side effect question is a 56 year old man with a, adult onset diabetes. He's visiting his primary care physician um, and he's, you know, been on a medication, well-controlled and his glucose levels, you know, have improved. But now he is, you know, presenting with his glucose levels trending up over the last six months, his A1C trending up and they want to add a second medication. And so what they're, you know, they're saying there is a worrisome side effect of this second uh, medication. And it's basically asking you to narrow down, you know, looking at the different options of what you could add to what is he's already on. Um, you need to kind of think about which of those has a worrisome worrisome side effect. And so that's when you kind of think through the categories. He's on a sulfonylurea, uh, sulfonylurea which is, you know, when you, think about that category of medications specifically, you start thinking about, okay, we we know that those, you know, work by, they basically, um, so glucose normally triggers an insulin release from those pancreatic beta cells. Um, and so they mimic the action of glucose. So they close those channels in the cells and that depolarizes them and that leads to insulin release. Um, and so that's the way they work and then when you think about toxicity that's the category of drugs where you think about that disulfiram like reaction and so and hypoglycemia so those are the two big things you think about with that category so you know nothing extremely worrisome insulin obviously if you take more than is necessary there's a worrisome side effect of of um, hypoglycemia obviously then you start thinking through okay which which of the other categories has something that, you know, they would categorize as extremely worrisome besides. So that would, to me, knock out things like hypoglycemia because that's obviously a side effect of almost every anti-diabetic medication. And so then I would start thinking down the path of, uh, you know, severe toxicity. And the only medication that really has that is the glitazone category. And so those are the medications that So their mechanism basically is they bind uh, receptors that modulate insulin sensitivity. And so they will increase your insulin sensitivity, decrease gluconeogenesis, increase the number of insulin receptors, and they are just known for cardiovascular and, and hepatotoxicity. That's just something you have to remember about that category. If you look through basically all of the other diabetic medication categories none of them have as as worrisome or as severe a side effect as as that category does so that is where that question is leading and it goes further to ask what that you know what that worrisome effect is and so that in this case the answer is hepatotoxicity so Really, the, the way you can narrow it down is just knowing that he's already on a, a urea and they're adding something that causes a, a very worrisome side effect. And you immediately can narrow it down and find the medication in the list of options that falls into that category, if that makes sense.
0: So the, the question is asking for the medication or the question is asking for the side effect?
1: The of that medication? question is asking for this, the worrisome, the worrisome effect, okay. and it lists the, you know, four options for medications that coordinate with those, with that effect. So, you know, it says hypoglycemia, renal dysfunction, liver dysfunction, peripheral neuropathy, and gastrointestinal dysfunction. And each of those has a medication beside it. So, it's it's sort of a component of both matching the medication to the side effect, as well as um, knowing which one would be common in this medication that they're not saying, but that they are saying they were adding. They're not defining, you know, just giving us the exact name. And so this sort of is a, I guess, two-step where you'd have to both assume what the next medication to be added is and knowing which one, which category has a worrisome side effect. And then, you know, coordinating that side effect with the generic name of a medication within that category. So a little bit tricky, but I think once you can cross out the other effects as less worrisome, kind of get led down the right path into, that, uh, into the category that they're asking for, which is the uh, glitazone category.
0: Would they ever have on there two answers that have glitazone as the medication with different side effects and trying to make sure you remember which side effect is with glitazone?
1: Definitely. I'm I've seen questions along the same lines where they don't say what medication was added to the patient, but um they say a med- you know this medication was added for this patient and they come in with say hepatotoxicity or signs of hepatotoxicity, just they'll just give you lab values indicating that. And so that's definitely an example of where they may give you different, you know, different options of medications and you'd have to identify the you know the one that caused this. So you'd have to know the side effect as well as the, you know, recognize the generic name. And luckily these all end in glitazone. <laughs> and so yeah. that helps you. And not all of not all of the categories for diabetes medications do have a common ending. So there is some memorization required, but most of them, you know, have, you know, maybe one or two different sort of endings that you can remember. Like, all you know, ureas tend to end in eyed, MIDE, or or you know gliburide tolbutamide so they end in that and um, just little little things that can help you remember what category versus like a metiglinide which all end in nide um, and <laughs> ide and so you know it's there's a you know always going to be a component of straight memorization but if you can Remember the overarching categories. I think that really will lead you at least down the right path where things will start to, you know, your memory will kick in and say, oh, okay, I remember looking at this. This was the category that had the these severe side effects, and, you know, versus some of the others that have, you know, minor, more minor side effects like hypoglycemia. And so I think uh, this and this one specifically, they're looking at, you know, adding a second medication. You can already cancel out the. One He's already on a urea. so you can cancel those. You can look down through the answer options and cancel out any that already have that because they're not going to add a second of the same category. And then just remembering you know, what the most severe side effect in each category is and then being able to identify which one would be most worrisome or uh, severe. Yeah. I
0: think that the physicians who are part of pharmaceutical companies and coming up with these naming conventions I, I think they have med students in mind when they they make sure that all these medications all end with the same thing. They're like, this will be easy for them on the board, so let's let's be nice it's to them. Only,
1: yeah, it's their only goal.
0: <laughs> I think that's the only reason. Yeah,
1: yeah you know, I think um, it's nice that there are these um, naming conventions, and of course, it's nice that the test doesn't look at brand names at all you shouldn't see any brand names on the exam which are actually much more challenging to remember Mm -hmm. because the generics tend to follow you know pretty repetitive patterns and so you know in this case you know that you know besides insulin most you know most sulfonylureas and glitinides and the uh, glitazones all have these kind of common endings that you can remember yeah okay
0: anything else about diabetes and medications that we need to know about
1: I guess quickly we could just talk through, you know, the, the insulin because they do like to ask for, you know, onset and peak for different types of insulin mm-hmm. and also just the mechanism. You should know the mechanism of, you know, how insulin works and that that cycle in general. But so, you know, lispro being, you know, starts to act uh, most rapidly. It's 15 minutes. Regular insulin is half an hour to an hour. And then NPH is one to two hours and also Glargine. So that's um, a long acting it's onset is one hour, but it actually doesn't peak. And so that's something they may ask as well. And so they tend to follow the same pattern for their peaks. So the most rapid acting lispro also peaks first and then kind of the peak extends out later as you go through a regular NPH and Glargine. So those are, you know, those are, something I would definitely keep in mind for you know for any insulin specific questions on diabetic patients and on step one. Would step one
0: ask a student to to kind of combine different insulin regimens for the best care? Is that more later on?
1: I would that's mostly gonna be later on. I think this would they would look more to kind of the basic pharmacology and um, you know, pharmacodynamics and Kinetics of medications on step one. And so they'd probably most likely be asking something about just the, you know, onset or peak of different preparations rather than combining them. Okay.
0: All right. So there you have it diabetes and medications and complications and side effects and all that stuff. You have to know the diagnosis, you have to know the treatment, then you have to know the complications from. The treatment. There are lots of different things that you have to know. Every question, you're going to have to know two or three or four pieces of knowledge. So it can be frustrating at times, or you can just go with it and enjoy it and listen to these podcasts and have fun with it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you are looking for more QBank help, go check out Board Vitals and the QBanks that they have to offer for step one and level one. They are separate QBanks. And so if you're an osteopathic student, go check out there, Comlex Level 1 QBank. If you're an allopathic student, go check out there, USMLE Step 1 QBank. And you can save 15% off on those QBanks by using the promo code BOARDROUNDS. That's all capital letters, BOARDROUNDS, to save 15% off. You use that code, I get a little beer money, you save a little money, so we all win all around. So I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time. We're gonna cover some renal pathology next week here on Board Rounds.